Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Lawrence. I almost missed the cue there. Um, I don't know if anybody who listens to both our podcasts knows, but the, it's slightly different for the Star Wars Nerds intro because I wait for Han Solo to say, we're all fine here, thank you, how are you? And then that comes a split second after the, the beat drop or whatever you call it. So it's a little bit different. So I was, I was in my Star Wars Nerds brain. And there was no was dialogue. Playing. And there's no, there's no yeah, clips there's or anything. There's nothing for you to... That's all. Just, There's just no the music. spoken word for you to... Just this lovely composition. It's beautiful. I remember when we first started out, we were like making the laser fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you make the laser fingers, and uh, that, of course, is an iPad composition, which you can... Uh, it's quite easy oh, yeah, to, for sure. to use, and uh, it's fun. I enjoy uh, fooling around with it and making 30-second little compositions and then at some point i will burn a cd with all of my 30 second with oh, 130 second compositions and i'll call it uh shitty songs from a crappy ipad here's an idea i had the other day i would love to do a karaoke but with tv theme songs like you would go i've done up it there. have you how, i how? have done it i uh i used to go with my friend jason beck to fuck, what was it called? Oh, I just swore. Uh, the limelight. Yes, I remember the, the limelight. limelight on uh, St. Mary's. It's still there, yeah, probably. Okay, 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 and um, they had the full library and one and and some TV themes. And wow. me and Jason would go up because we had a shtick where we'd sing the theme to Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> and at the, and we end it, and then we had a friend who would come along with us, and he would run by holding a glove like he was on the assembly line, okay. and the beer would go by with the glove. <laughs> and people loved it. They loved it. And plus, awesome. they, plus, you have the chant at the beginning. Yeah. You have the 2468 or whatever the hell they sing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you And then it's an empowerment song. We're going to make it. Yeah, that's right. Da, 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 da. That's awesome. And that's so we're, anyway, we belted it out. Like, <laughs> So so it was like the male version. We were, we were taking back what was ours. <laughs> and uh, so we got this thing, and people got a kick out of it, but it was definitely tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't well, like a celebration. I it just like joke. this idea of, um, you know, like, like I mean, not every – most TV theme songs actually don't have lyrics anymore. No. But certainly that, that's something that's a trend that we've seen. There's not a ton of them that have lyrics, but I think it would be fun – to have a whole night dedicated to the TV theme songs. And and the great thing is that they're all short. It's all like Keep 30 seconds to a minute. That's it. There's no like super long. So even if you're not a great singer, you can. But you know what you discover in the karaoke? Because I've seen it happen. Is Cheers, for instance, they had Cheers. But the problem with the Cheers karaoke, like Laverne and Shirley, that's the song. That's it. Cheers is actually a song that has six verses or something. So somebody would go up there and sing the part that everybody knew, and then to and then they and everyone would be surprised when it then transitions to the second oh, verse. No, I th- and I they go like, see, no, I would want the TV intro version of it, right. not the extended, not version. the no, not the full song. But that, but that was the problem that once in a while you would get that. Okay, and so the person would get to the second verse of Cheers, and they'd be like, what? And Norm can't hold a job down, and that was everyone's like, what lyrics are these horrible things? Yeah, no, so that's never that's, good. No, no, but but many of them like all in the families a classic. And the Jeffersons. What, what about and, the Orange is the New Black theme, which is a, already a song by Regina Spector? Oh, yeah, that's great. But that's I love a that longer song. song yeah. We were just saying the original, like the animal, the animal. Every time I watch chop, that. Chop, chop, to the cages. I don't know how it goes. See, I don't know it either. All I know is when I watch the show for like, for a year, I'm going like, animals in the zoo, cages, <laughs> shoot the cages. Like, Actually, I have no idea what the lyrics I got, are. To be fair, I, I uh, used to skip that intro 
when but I got good. into binging. It's a good intro. It's yeah. a great intro, but but when you're binging it, mm. it, it becomes a bit repetitive. So when I was binging Orange is the New Black, I would just kind of skip past that. It's funny. Well, let me And mention- now we have that. Netflix has the ability to skip intros, which shows you how important they are. I've got another funny story about that Regina Spectra song now that you mentioned it. Is I was at Electric Fetus, Minneapolis. And do you remember that weird time? I was, it probably would have been right like season one of Orange is the New Black when it was a surprise hit. But it was still not quite streaming, sort of CDs, sort of not quite streaming, sort yeah, of free Yeah, yeah, like, like right around the right. time where we started this podcast, right. 2012, so 2011, was, 2012. It was super confusing about how to buy music. And Electric Fetus was the only place that really made a go of this, and that is they had the CD burning, we will burn you the CD of your favorite songs on it. Oh, what they did, but it was cool. an automatic thing. And you had a choice of songs, and I guess these are ones that they paid the license for or something. And one of them was that Regina Spector song. And I was like, nah, I'll just download it when I have a chance. And I remember going home, and I checked iTunes, and it wasn't there. And I was like, oh, oh no. I should have had them burn the song for me. Right. So I, now I know the lyrics. I would know what I was talking about. But Interesting. I, and I forgot all about it, so I never did download it. Well, speaking of Orange is the New Black, we're going to talk today about what, we, what we're looking forward to this summer as far as media is concerned. Mm-hmm. So TV shows, movies, maybe books, maybe, uh, maybe concerts or performances that you might see. Uh, that's going to be our summer preview episode of the Media Nerds podcast. Uh, but first, of course, before we get into that, we're going to get into some nerd news. Nerd news. The trailer for the Child's Play remake dropped today and I actually haven't seen it. So I'm going to watch it right now. All right. We'll watch it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Be prepared for something you've seen a thousand times before. Andy, I know this move has been really tough. But this was supposed to be a new start for us, remember? You said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Kaslan products and smart home devices. Introducing your new best friend. Something's wrong with Chucky. Buddy can connect to and control all of your camera power. Chucky is a toy. He could be anywhere. Welcome to Dazzling Car. We have to stop him. Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky. Apart from that, and a slight little digital... What's with the app? Variation. There's an app now. Wow. There's, of course, there's an app for that, for killing people. And I have to ask you, have you seen the latest season of Black Mirror yet? Not yet, no. Okay. Well, guess what? 
there is a there is a story that probably has this covered. Probably. Well, I would think it's this is kind of Black yeah. Mirror's wheelhouse, right. right? Digital, how digital technology affects us. That's what Black Mirror does. And I mean. I, I was never th- – okay, so they announced this a while ago when they were doing this remake and they were going to make it like a high-budget kind of like it. Like that was the idea is that, mm-hmm. okay, it was successful. I would say it's different. It is different than Child's Play in that Child's Play has become kind of this um, this genre series of horror films with a dedicated fan base, but, you know, pretty low budget and not very – like one of them – a couple of them were shot here. I watched actually during my horror movie marathon last year. I watched the Cult of Chucky, which was the one that was shot at our public safety building right next door to where we work. And then they photoshopped it out into a big field of. It was weird. It was so weird seeing this building, which I walk by every day, and then seeing it in this middle of nowhere kind of field, which is where this insane asylum was. Anyway, um, but yeah, I wasn't thrilled about this idea. I don't love that it, they should have absolutely. Why wouldn't they keep the guy who does the voice of Chucky? Um, what's his name again? Oh, shoot. I'm blanking on his name. You know who I'm talking about, right? No, I don't think I do. Uh, Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. Oh, that guy. Yes. Oh, yes, right, right. Of course. So he does the voice. He's always done the voice of Chucky since the beginning. Um, why wouldn't they keep him? Why do they, Why recast uh, him as Mark Hamill? It's because it's an opportunity to get a guy with a big social media following and a Star Wars fan base to promote right. it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. That's, That's absolutely why. Right. That's absolutely right, for sure. But I don't know. It looks the same. It does. It, it looks does. exactly like, Even down the to the, the, you know, obviously the guy gets killed yeah. by being dra- dragged by Christmas lights into a snowblower. I'm sure we've seen that it's at some gremlins. point. It's gremlins. <laughs> it's, it's gremlins. It's gremlins. It's, it's gremlins. It's Black Mirror. It's Chucky. It's also a bit of it as well because yeah. you see like the team of right. kids teaming up to together to right. fight the thing which is what they do in it so it seems to be boring from all these other horror movie tropes and i don't know that it, i don't think it's going to be good nah no i mean chucky is always i watched the one that was supposed to be the reboot last time the bride of was that the reboot shot in winnipeg yeah that was the uh one with jennifer tilly right i watched uh jennifer I, tilly's been in a few of them by right. the way and i watched that because it was shot in winnipeg so i was like oh let's see this and i don't remember expressly seeing anything that i recognized from winnipeg but uh, Watch the cult I, of Chucky. I remember it. thinking it's not funny, it's not interesting, and yeah. it's lame. Yeah, the cult of the the cult of Chucky I felt was, uh, you know, it was an interesting idea. But uh, and you could tell, tell the director was like having fun with a lot of the shots. The shots right. were nicely composed and that kind of stuff. But the story, the script were pretty weak. So. Yeah, but I don't know. I think there's a lot of fans who don't want to see this happen. They don't because the difference is. It was a one, like it was obviously a book by Stephen King. Then it was a movie, TV, made for TV movie with, you know, John Ritter and all those guys and Harry from um, from Night Court. And uh, and that was like, it was it kind of stood on its own. And then we had nothing for 20 years. And now we've got this reboot, which I actually quite enjoyed. I really liked it. I think it was mm-hmm. excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Chapter two. We'll get into that in a second. But for this one. Chucky has always been around. They've been making these movies consistently for 20 years. So why there's no need for a reboot if they're just they've already been doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess I mean it is in the way it is more similar to the Halloween situation in which they have been making Halloween movies, but again they've completely wiped all those out. And I don't know, but this this appears to be a reboot, not a sequel to the original Child's Play. Right. That's what it looks like to me. So, But that's always – I mean, imagine if a Star Wars movie came out and they went, well, this one erases all the past yeah, 15. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> and everybody would lose their – right. But everybody would lose their minds. Right. And that shows you sort of the brand erosion and as it plays itself out. That's yeah. why Chucky doesn't really – like it's, a, it's another one. We always talk about the movies that pretend they have a fan base. 
Well, you know what I mean? To, like Mission Impossible. And that yeah, kind of yeah, Mission Impossible doesn't really have a fan base, yeah. but if the movie's good, then people will go see a Tom Cruise movie. Um, similar Avatar. There's no fan no. base for Avatar yet. We're pretending. <laughs> well, there's We're pretending. Like five more movies yeah. coming out. We don't know what's right. going to happen with that. And 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 then as you go down the list, there's like lower rung. On the ladder, you get these Chuckies, and you get uh, Jason and Friday the 13th. I think there are people who are fans of those franchises, though. but not, I think not generally be... they're more horror fans. Like, they're, right. they're not specific to that genre. They're just like all classic horror movies, which of which the original Child's Play is absolutely classic horror movie. Like, it is... Yeah. On its own, a pretty good movie. The first one I'm talking about. Right. It was it was a decent idea, and it was interesting. Like, I've never seen a, coll- a collector with a room full of Chucky merch or whatever. Like, it just doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. No, there be, people have that. Mm. Uh, sure I don't I've think seen they people. have it. No? okay. Well, Maybe if somebody's listening and they have if that. If you have a room full of Chucky merch, it. let us know. Nobody has it. Okay. They might have the doll. Like, I remember I saw the doll at Red River uh, yes, book, that's Bookstore. Yes, right. Yeah. And they had it there for, like, 15 years sitting on that shelf. Just, like, everything in that bookstore. That's, like, <laughs> like the local – that's, the like, the classic used bookstore in Winnipeg where it's just piled high. I always liken Red River Bookstore to the bookshop in The NeverEnding Story that yeah. the kid goes into to find that book. And it's just messy and everything scattered. I mean, but that's where you find the true gems. There right? are gems to be found in that bookstore. And I've even I've bought stuff there. I haven't been there in a while. But every once in a while you're in there just going, <laughs> you just get the heebie-jeebies. But the Chucky doll might still be there for all I know. It was there for 15 years sitting on that <laughs> shelf. It was dirty. It looked like the exact – that's where the horror movie should take place. Yeah. In that bookstore. That's that's, right. that's far more likely. Make that doll come to life. And How's uh, that for a, uh, for a Chucky idea where the fandom's all all gone and nobody cares about Chucky anymore and he's sitting on the shelf and he's sad? He's sad. Yes. And nobody kills about his, cares about his murder sprees anymore. And so one day – I don't know what happens. We'll have to take a kid has a magical movie ticket. No, I'm just kidding. Um, next story in the nerd news. Uh, this is more of a Canadian twist. Actor Kiefer Sutherland. Oh yeah, was not impressed by Ontario Premier Doug Ford's evocation of his grandfather, famed Canadian politician Tommy <laughs> Douglas, and took to Twitter. First of all, I didn't know that Tommy Douglas was Kiefer Sutherland's grandfather. Yeah, I had no idea. Pretty so for good. those who don't know, Tommy Douglas is kind of the father of um, uh, public health care in Canada. He was the one who yeah. first kind of implemented the Medicare system that we have here so that we do not pay for our medical care. You know, this is what one of the big benefits of living in Canada is that we can go to the hospital. It's not going to cost us anything. Um, but that was Tommy Douglas's thing. In fact, he was crowned the greatest Canadian of all time in that big CBC yeah. special. Remember that? I gotta of- find, and once again, I got a good story about that. Okay. The great he was crowned the greatest Canadian, Tommy Tommy Douglas. And as it turns out, my late grandmother, um, her she was married to a man who I never met, um, who was Tommy Douglas's driver. He drove oh, Tommy Douglas around Saskatchewan. And so I said, Grandma, how about that Tommy Douglas? You met him. You met him a number of times. What do you think? And she's and she went, I didn't like him. <laughs> and I said, Well, well, well he, but I said, Grandma, he's the greatest Canadian. She goes, Yeah, he's full of himself. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's my grandma's take on this thing. Um, but uh, Kiefer, by the way, who I'm seeing live in concert at the casino in oh. one month. Did you did you know he's playing there? What is he playing? He and I bought the album in advance of him being there. It's country music. Really, Kiefer Sub, and it's you know what? It's actually pretty good. Oh my goodness! I hate to tell you. Oh my goodness! Because I thought I thought. Look, I want to go see Jack Bauer defuse a bomb. That's what I thought to myself. <laughs> so I bought tickets. Maybe he will in the middle of the show. That would be awesome. Yeah, I bought the tickets. So cool. I'm like, I don't care. I'm seeing Jack Bauer, and I don't care what he does. I don't care if he tap dances. <laughs> I don't give a shit. And then I saw the album. I was like, might as well buy it. So I bought it, and uh, he's got a song called Saskatchewan. Oh, you wow. can listen to him sing about 
uh, Tommy Douglas's home province. Yeah, so the story here is Doug Ford, who is the premier of, um, of Ontario and also the brother of the infamous Rob Ford, who became famous for, for being filmed, you know, smoking crack a number of years ago and a then he died. A horrible family elected by terrible people. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> it's so weird to me because that's the whole story. Like, like Doug or Rob Ford. Oh, that's sad. Became, he's the mayor of Toronto. He becomes infamous for being filmed by smoking crack. Huh. Uh, then he gets cancer and dies. Like, what a crazy story that is. And his brother, who's also in politics, um, is the premier. He's a conservative on the conservative party. Um, he's like, he's like Rob Ford without the crack, but, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So certainly all the personal demons and, um, he says it's time to make government work for the people again, not the other way around. I think Tommy Douglas would approve. And then Kiefer replies and says, Mr. Ford, your tweet has recently come to my attention and I can only tell you that you are correct. My grandfather, Tommy Douglas was fiscally responsible. In addition to balancing the budget of Saskatchewan, he also provided the province with paved roads, healthcare and electricity. He did it all within four years. Contrary to your argument, it was never at the expense of social and human services to those in need. I personally find your comparison of policies to his offensive. So I can only ask as the grandson of this this man for you to stop posting his picture and using his name as part of your political agenda. After all, I knew Tommy Douglas and sir, you are no, Tommy Douglas. P.S. You're lucky my mom's not active on Twitter. Sincerely, great. That's a great response. That is great. Yeah. So that's what Kiefer said to Tommy to uh, to uh, Doug Ford, and uh, I just thought it was quite funny that yeah. You know, I've, uh, first of all, surprised to me that that they were. I didn't know they were related. That's on his. I guess on his mom's side, obviously, because his father is Donald Sutherland, the famous actor Donald. Sutherland. Oh yeah. So um, another so, Canadian yeah. hero. Yeah, for sure. So great. Good on you, Kiefer. And uh, you'll let us know how that concert is. I will. I'll report back. I'm a, and I'm in the pit. I bought the pit ah, tickets. You're in the, you're in the so, wash pit. You know, last time I was in the pit was for Rick Springfield. I'm not kidding. Okay. Rick Springfield and Rick Springfield at a certain point in the concert gave me a fist bump. He oh, went down. Nice. He went down and he gave me the fist bump. And I all I can say is he has fists of steel. <laughs> My hand hurt. He fist pumped me so hard. So I was like, now, well, now I got to get Jack Bauer to fist pump me, and I get to see if this guy, you know, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna shoot me in the kneecaps? What's what's gonna happen at this concert? So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited, but right. but the album's not bad. I have to say, it's not a bad album. Pull the shades, lock the door, drag your feet across the floor. Memories hang in the hall. Pull them down off the wall. Now it's done. She is gone. What's coming up in the summertime? We're now on vacation. We're, you know, doing our thing, although I'm planning FanQuest, by the way, June 22nd and 23rd. Oh, yeah, Come you should FanQuest. give that a plug. I, I, I've, I've surprisingly done little plugging of FanQuest on this podcast. I don't know why. But after that, I'll be free to do whatever. And I plan on watching a number of shows, a number of movies, and hopefully read some books. I don't read nearly as much as I'd like to. In the summertime is the only time I really have time to do it. So yeah, I love it. You know, that's something I'm really hoping to do. But um, as far as, let's start with movies. 
and looking at some movies coming out in the summertime, are there any films that you can think of off the top of your head that you are looking forward to seeing? I know you're not a theater person. Are we talk- yeah, are we talking movie theater, or are we talking even home? At home, home at home, iTunes. iTunes, whatever. Like, I'll I'll talk about some movie theatrical releases. I have a list here. Oh, well, you do yours first. Okay. I well, know, but I, yeah, the answer is yeah, but not so much the theater. You but won't go, go see in the theater. And I, 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 I get it that. Depends. So we, talk, we talked about Child's Play already. That's coming out June 21st in a couple weeks, but also coming out that same day, and I don't think Child's Play is going to win the battle on this one, is Toy Story 4. Right. Which I am reluctantly, like, optimistic about. I think, uh, I, I don't know why they thought that we should make a fourth movie in this franchise. I People don't respect the trilogy anymore. It what was, happened to having just a trilogy of films and that was it? Like, they're, now they're going, like, four, five, six, seven, eight Fast and the Furious movies. Like, how many of these do we need? It was the perfect trilogy. It Toy was. Story. Toy Story was amazing. The danger is that this is Indiana Jones 4. Right. Which, by the way, I didn't mind any Ed- wow. Indiana Jones 4, but but there was something re- very perfect about that original trilogy. For sure, yeah. That didn't require. I, was having, I had a discussion with somebody who said that they thought – um, actually, the best Indiana Jones film is The Last Crusade, and I agree. I think that third film Ooh, is really? the best. Yeah, I think it's better than the other two. I remember sure. at the time it was sort of uh, it got wishy washy reviews saying it was like basically watered down because you know Temple of Doom was kind of well, it was gory. Ooh, it and pushed stuff. yeah, pushed the envelope, and so it was sort of seen as a kind of touchy feely Indiana Jones when yeah. it came out. But yeah, but in retrospect, I think people really love that movie and seeing Sean Connery and. That whole thing. Yeah. Um, so Toy Story 4, I'm definitely going to take the kids to that mm-hmm. in the theater. My kids are looking forward to it. It's got a lot of names. Like, they've just jumped all these big stars in there. Keanu Reeves is in it. Key and Peele mm-hmm. are in it. Tony Hale. All these different, like, just uh, just piling on the star power in this one. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, coming up the week after that, I don't know that I'll see this in the theater, but I am very interested to see it. It's a film called Yesterday. Are you familiar with the yes, premise of this? Yes, I sure am. This is the one where the guy wakes up and the Beatles don't exist. Right? And so he Correct. records all the Beatles songs that nobody's ever heard before and becomes famous. Right. And it's a Danny Boyle movie. So this is Danny Boyle, you know, from Slumdog yeah. Millionaire and uh, Train Spotting and, and even 28 Days Later. Like, he's a good filmmaker, in my opinion. Danny Boyle's make a lot of great movies. So what do you think of this one? Do you think it's going to be good? I have uh, one issue with it. Generally, I love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Of course. I love them. And I love uh, the director. Uh, the the trailers make me chuckle. I think it looks it's all promising, but I can't get my <laughs> I can't I have to point out that there's a time travel movie uh, called Peggy Sue Got Married. Yes, of in course. Which Nicholas oh. Cage, um, Peggy Sue gives Nicholas Cage the lyrics to "She Loves You," and the joke in the movie. And because the Beatles have not yet shown up on the scene, yeah, it's in the fifties, and so Nicolas Cage can get a jump on the Beatles. She's like, "I'm going to do him a favor, and I'm going to give him this." And he and and there's a joke at the end of the movie where he's like, uh, "Thanks for the lyrics, Peggy Sue, but I improved them a little." And he goes, "She loves you, ooh, ooh, ooh." He's like, <laughs> and, and she's like, "Oh God!" And so to me, that was like, "Oh, it's a joke, a funny joke." Now they've taken the funny joke and they've extended it for a two-hour movie. Yeah, and I'm like, ah. Like, I kind of like that as a little joke. See, I don't know if it can, can this go the distance for two hours. Well, the music alone might it's make great. it worth it. Like, that's any mo- yeah. mo- movie that has the Beatles as a soundtrack does well, even across the universe, which is not, I don't 
think that's a great movie. I can't remember it very well. It's okay, but so, it, it sure wears out its welcome. It it's does. Long, yeah, yeah. It? so that kind of stuff. Uh, I even think about a movie like I Am Sam, which was a Sean Penn film, that the, oh, entire, yeah. the entire soundtrack was covers of Beatles songs. Right. Which was, again, a great idea, and, and all those are very good covers. So that even that movie, which, again, was questionable in, in areas and not the greatest film, was made much better by the fact that it was a Beatles soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So the Beatles add value to everything they're involved in. Of course. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I probably won't see it in the theater. I'll probably rent it when it comes out. But it's looking. It's got a 67% rating on Rotten Tomatoes so far. So people are kind of liking it. Probably about what I expected. Yeah, like I'll see it for sure. I can't. You know, there can't be a movie based on the Beatles that comes out that I don't see. Even, yeah. Even if it was panned, I would likely see. I it. saw. Um, I was at the theater. We went and saw. I was saying this last episode, Detective Pikachu. And one of the things they showed was this kind of special about the Beatles in movies. And they showed things like the clip from Ferris Bueller when they do Twist and Shout and all these stuff from Beatles references. And there was a scene, and I think it's from Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Have you seen that movie? I sure have. Is there is there a scene in which Black uh, Jack Black plays a Beatle and Paul Rudd and... Huh. Oh man, does that happen in that movie? It, well, that, that was I, what they showed. I have seen that movie multiple times, and I don't remember that. Might be true, but I can't say that I remember. I'm just gonna look it up here. Hold on. Yeah, Walk Hard. It's from Walk Hard. Uh, Jack Black, Paul Rudd. They play like the Beatles in that. Do they? One, one scene in which they are um, they they are the Beatles because that one is kind of making fun of the. It's like a parody of the Johnny Cash movie, right? And this this guy Dewey Cox is kind of like the the Johnny Cash character. Yep. And they're like, uh, just let me see who else is in this. I'm just watching the scene right now. Okay, so they're they're seeing the Maharaji, or whatever. There's Jack Black. There's Paul Rudd. Um, who else is there? Oh, okay. There's Dewey Cox. I don't know if there's anybody else in this thing. Anyway, whatever. Oh, oh! <laughs> so the other two guys are. Uh, hold on a second. I'm gonna pause this. It's um, Justin Long. Is is looks like he's George Harrison. Oh yeah. And Ringo is played by oh the guy from Rushmore. What's that guy's name from Rushmore? Oh um. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman is in it. So these are the guys in this one oh, scene. That, where that actually makes me remember it a little better. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there you go. Funny. So um, so that was an interesting thing about that one. Okay, so the next movie uh, coming out after that is the Spider-Man Far From Home, the sequel to Homecoming. Mm, I'm not as excited as I was about Homecoming. You know, I'm kind of, I'm almost Spider-Man out after Endgame. Yeah, I agree. You're kind of superhero yeah, movie like, out? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh I like Spider-Man. I like the actor who plays him. I don't really have a beef with any of that. But, yeah, I think uh, – I bet you if Marvel would take a year off, the uh, – once again, they're, I think they're afraid to take any time off. They're afraid the, that the, the gravy train forget, will stop. Yeah, but I, th- I, don't, I think no. you're right. They could take some time. And I, I think they're, they are – like, this is the only other – well, they already did. They've already done two Marvel movies. They had yeah. Captain Marvel and Endgame playing in the theaters at the same time because mm-hmm. they were released a month apart. Let some dust settle. Yeah, a yeah, I guess, I guess so. So that's the next one in that one. And it's a post – uh, in-game world, so spoiler alert, Tony Stark is dead, and mm-hmm. uh, and they talk about that in the trailer, right? They had that trailer come out a while ago where the, the actor's like, don't watch this trailer if you haven't seen I wasn't doing an Australian yeah. accent there. Good day, mate. Uh, that's not a knife. <laughs> that's not a knife. Don't, that's a knife. He says, don't watch the trailer if you haven't seen Endgame yet. So, But like it starts off with, we can't, you know, and then at, without Tony Stark. And then at the end, I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise shows up and he says, this is how to adjust your TV. <laughs> 
He now shows up in every trailer telling people how to adjust their TV. Yeah, the rest of the movie, to be honest, looks not great as far as uh, all the, the, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino movie looks good. Like, I'll, I'll see that. Oh, I'll see any Tarantino, I mean, Tarantino movie, yeah. and, and the cool thing is they're billing this as the ninth Tarantino movie. Right. And he said that he's only going to make ten. He's That's what he said his entire career. We'll see how that goes. Oh, please. Before we started recording, you talked to me about him wanting to do a Star Trek movie. Yeah, that's in the Hollywood Wh- Reporter Which today. I would love to see. It's one genre he's not tackled yet is sci-fi, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. He's still saying if he did it, it would be an R-rated movie. Yeah, well, that's yeah. and that's fair. Uh, but Tarantino has kind of explored these different genres. Like Kill Bill was his kind of kung fu you know, samurai movie, and he's done westerns, he's done crime, he's done all these different genres. He's never done a sci-fi film, so I think it'd be mm-hmm. great. This movie looks to be like a, um, you know, I don't know, it's about Hollywood, it's about Charles Manson, Manson somehow. I don't know how that's but, happening. And, he's, and there's a lot of, like, don't spoil the movie going on. So, uh, and we know that when Tarantino did the uh, Adolf Hitler movie, Oh yeah, that uh, war movie, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, sorry, another genre movie, Inglorious Bastards. Sure. Right, uh, he wrote, rewrote history. Right. So that who the hell knows what this movie could yep. be? He could rewrite history again. And this it does take place in the summer of 1969, which is the summer of yeah. Charles Manson in Hollywood. So there is that as well. I thought it was going to be. It appears from the trailers that it's going to be um, like a, a movie about a, an actor and his stuntman, is Brad Pitt and uh, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but. Uh, I thought it was going to be something more directly about Charles Manson. Hmm. You know, what I mean? that's what I when I heard about this film back when they first announced it. That's what I thought it was going to be like a biopic about Charles Manson, which they've never really. They made a movie about Helter Skelter, but it wasn't great. They've never really made a good movie about um, Charles Manson. You know, boy, I got to think about that. But off the top of my head, I can't think of one. But what was the movie with the guy with the swastika carved in the middle of his head? That was that's Charles Manson. But what movie was that? I remember the trailer for it. I just don't recall who played him. You're talking about the Edward Norton one? Uh, was it? I don't know. No, no. That sounds, that sounds like it's a different. That's that other one where he played the skinhead, right? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he ever played Manson. Okay. I will figure it out. Uh, just, this just caught my eye. Um, there's <laughs> Playmobil, the movie, is coming out. <laughs> why, why not some of that Lego action? Well, what is that? It's like in the grad tradition of movies based on non-narrative children's toys. We have this animated adventure about a girl who's transported to a magical world where she must rescue her brother. And yeah, like look at that. Playmobil, the movie. Playmobil was always Lego's poor cousin. Never as good as Lego. It was like what you got when your grandparents didn't really understand what Lego was, thought it was all the same thing, and that, that was kind of the lame present you got when you were a kid. Well, Playmobil's so. expensive. Is it? Oh, it is. Oh, I it's thought... It's premium. Well, why is it Why is it not as much fun as uh, as Lego? Oh, it might be now. I don't know. Like, when I go... Uh, Total Hall Toys has all the Playmobil stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go by there and look at it, and it's like, it looks pretty cool to me. I don't know. There's okay. pirate ships and castles, yeah. and looks looks amazing. Um, let's talk about uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Some series coming to Netflix. We talked about Orange is the New Black. It's actually the final season of Orange is the New Black. Is I gave up on it a while oh, ago. Oh, so did I for sure. Yeah, there's nothing there that I really want to see. Well, unless I hear Piper gets beaten to death in a shower, but I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, I think I think Piper's uh, going to get let out. I don't think uh, anything um, else could happen. Jessica Jones season three is coming up. I didn't know they were even working on a season really? three. Yeah, apparently. I thought they pulled all the Marvel. Well, they did, but they were already making Jessica Jones yeah. season three. So this is the final eh. season. Um, I liked I liked Jessica Jones. I didn't watch season two because uh, right after it was released, they they announced it was all being canceled. So now I kind of have no desire. I've not still not watched 
second season of, of Luke Cage. I still don't watch the the. only thing I've ever watched all the way through was Daredevil. I watched the final season of Daredevil, which I thought was very good. But now it doesn't seem like there's any point in watching it now that there's nothing else happening in this. And they didn't show up in uh, Avengers either. No, they, they I, didn't. Like in the big final battle, that kind yeah, of cool. like, 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 yeah, for sure. Why like, not? Nice. I don't know. They just again they seem to be distancing themselves from this deal, this Netflix yeah. deal that Marvel made. So. I don't know. We'll see. I might watch it, but depends on what else is out there. Uh, coming up July 4th is the big one for me, which is the next season of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, do you think Stranger Things is going to go much longer after this season? Um, as long as the ratings are good, as long as the, the streams are in its favor. But I thought the season two was a lot like season one, and so there's a little pressure on them, I'd say, to really uh, give this thing a... Make this thing wake back up, wake it up in the minds of the people who like the first season. Yeah. It, it just seemed like it was just more of the same. Well, it, it looks to be, uh, from the trailer, uh, um, it looks a lot like, you know, it's the summertime, mm-hmm. which is a uh, kind of an era that they've not really, I'm trying to think of the time of year. The first one, I don't remember when it takes place. The second one takes place around Halloween. And this third one is like the summer following that. So... Oh, I think it's one year ago. So in the first two seasons kind of take place in, in the fall. Mm-hmm. And this one takes place in, in summertime, which is nice. And it kind of evokes those summer wacky comedy, like One Crazy Summer and those movies that we used to watch when we were kids. Uh, that's what I got the feeling, those 80s summer movies. I got that feeling from the trailer. So that's good. I mean, that's that's kind of what they're trying to recreate, right? Yeah, that'd be, hey, and uh, I hope they do. Yeah. So I am looking forward to that. Uh, what else is coming out this uh, this summer? On Netflix? Yeah. Who the hell knows? That's what I love about Netflix. You load it up and you look for the updated uh, It's kind of nice not knowing. It's kind of a good surprise yeah. when you watch. Oh, my God. They've dropped a three, third season of this. Uh, there was some trailer, some kind of talk about the six, second season of Lost in Space, but they've not released the, the release date on that one yet. So I'm not sure That's about gotta that. That's going to be soon. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, yeah, they usually st- they don't draw it out. Like They usually start talking about it within, mm-hmm. um, you know, Within a, a few weeks of it happening, so hopefully that drops. Although I'm not seeing it on this list. I finished watching the the new Letterman's. That oh yeah, they, uh, How was that? updated on there. And it's great. It's yeah. it's just like the last season. Although they're not just releasing them week to week like they were. They're now releasing them all at once. Oh, interesting. So on one hand, I'm like, oh, this is great. On the other hand, that's what they did with Joel McHale. Right. And uh, that didn't work it. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's almost like they're experimenting with it. But I don't know. I don't know much. How much hunger there is to see Letterman on Netflix? I guess we'll find out. I, I honestly, I liked it. I mean, I re, I you know, I always like uh, Letterman's interview style, but I just don't I know. prefer watching week to week than than binging. I I like the I, I think I talked about this last week when we talked about like uh, Crave TV and that. Like I I will tune in and, and Chernobyl. We talked about Chernobyl mm-hmm. last episode and, and the idea that that comes up once a week. I really prefer that to just watch it all at once. Like you could get through all of Chernobyl in an evening, right? It's five hours, right? Five hour, five part miniseries. Mm-hmm. So really, I don't know. I think it's better when you stretch it out. Um, but, but I mean, lest we forget that watching TV should be fun. You should enjoy it. Yes, right. And so like some people are like, <laughs> I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like a task. Right. For people. It's like a. Uh, I was playing uh, the fi- the little uh, a little Far Cry Five this morning. Oh, nice! Yeah, well, yes and no. That's because- the one about the South American South, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's sort of. It's kind of whatever. But uh, the part of the game that's any video game, which is the worst, is collecting stuff, and that's what binging has become to people. Okay, it's become like a col- the collecting part of a video game, where it's like I gotta I gotta find fifteen of these things somewhere in the map. 
kind of thing. And it's like, oh, I got to watch 15 of these shows before I can move on. So it should be fun. People shouldn't force themselves to watch stuff. I'm going to look up Amazon Prime here and see what's coming up for Prime. There's that new one, the Angel and Devil one. What's that? Yeah, uh, Dark Souls or something. Yeah, yeah. Souls or something. Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I'll see. I've got Ooh. Under Pressure in the uh, in the commercial, so it can't go wrong with that. <laughs> uh, look at this transparent music musical finale coming this fall. Ah, uh, you know, what's with that? I got some issues. Well, no kidding. I like, know. You know, Come on, you guys. I know that they 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 had to write out the main character of that because of his questionable actions off camera, but how can they continue without? I mean, it's the same thing with, um, what's it called? The the Netflix one about the president. Uh, um, oh, uh, House of Cards. House of Cards, right? So they wrote Kevin Spacey out of that, but just uh, end it. Yeah, just end just it. You don't have to it. do it. It's where it is is perfect. You know, I just I don't know. Yeah, so that's coming. I'm just looking at my list. Good Omens. Sorry, it's called Good Omens. Um, is that one with the, the devil? Um, what else? I mean, there's so much. Who the hell knows? As I say, like all the streaming services, that's part of the fun. Yeah, exactly. All right, what else? What uh, what uh, any books you're looking forward to reading? Yeah, I um I finished the Howard Stern book yesterday, and I started reading the Coddling of the American Mind about what's wrong with the kids. What's wrong with the kids? <laughs> and uh, it's written from the standpoint of an educator. You know, as edu- as an educator, I think probably everybody should read it, but I also think students should read it, and it kind of shows because we've cer- we're certainly not a stranger to that in our program. Like um, on college campuses, it's now. People um, feel threatened if you debate a topic, right? You know, and um, and uh, that shouldn't be the case. And the book explains why that shouldn't be the case, and how um, and how that all should come together for people. And I, it's a very um, compelling read from what I've seen in the first chapter. Okay, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, should, cool. Everybody should read it. So I'm going to read that, and I got a few other things kicking around. Oh, oh I got the Mueller report kicking around. <laughs> I'm at, I am. I'm going to read it. <laughs> I'm reading that damn thing. Oh, and the my font goodness. is tiny. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I'm going to be excited when I get to Where do you get it? Did you just thing. download it off the internet? No, you, well, you can, but that's really hard to read. Yeah. I tried that. So then I saw the Washington Post has an edition of it out with uh, the reporters writing the intro and stuff. So I bought that like one. Like a book. It's cheap, yeah. Oh, it's 10 wow. bucks. Oh, wow. So I was like, fine. That's 10 cool. bucks and I don't have to print it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I I do want to continue reading the Expanse novels that I started reading last summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I was just looking up. I was The reason I was looking at Amazon Prime just to see if I could figure out when the Expanse season four is coming out. They're not saying. So I, I imagine it's not coming out this summer. It'll be coming out maybe in the fall. But um, that was one of my se- favorite series, and I've gotten uh, I'm om- almost caught up to the TV show. I think I have one more book to read, and I'll be caught up to season three. So I'll do that. Um, I don't know what else. I I don't. I mean, I'm just kind of going off of what catches my eye at the library when it goes. So, and if people have recommendations for me to to read, you know, the one you were just talking about and and other stuff, I I am looking for good science fiction, good science fiction novels. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I love to read. So. Something I haven't read before. I'm very, very picky when it comes to new authors. I don't like – I like reading what I like, and I don't yeah. like trying new authors. Well, it's so hard. I mean, we all tough. get caught in that rut. I, I absolutely – my son is the same way. Jack is the same way. He does not like mm-hmm. – if he'll decide if he likes to read it, and then if he does, he'll stick with it. But I'm always suggesting things to him. Why don't you like try this one? He's like, I don't know. There I was, don't know about that. There was a time in my life when I only read Stephen King. 
Really? And, and you know what that's like because he's cranking them out. They're coming out like was that three during a year. Like, the height of his yeah. uh, fame in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, like I remember. I think my run ended with Tommy Knockers. Okay, which like that's a pretty good run that he it's had. Good, there. yeah, for sure. What is it, Carrie? From Carrie to Tommy Knockers. Oh man, those probably... I've read all those books. I'm sure yeah. I've read all those books. And yeah, I agree. Like I, I definitely consumed a lot of Stephen King when I was younger. Although I have not read anything he's written lately. Right. I haven't written any. Uh, Me neither. Read, read anything. The Green Mile was the last one I probably read by him. But even the Tommy Knockers, I remember, uh, uh, wasn't quite as good as the other ones. But part of it was I started recognizing uh, his writing style and the tricks he uses and stuff. Yeah. And even some of the expressions he liked. And I was like, I've read too much of this. Yeah, it's true. Um, the uh, Okay, so I'll read a Stephen King novel. I'll, I'll commit to that. A new one. We should both read a new okay, one. The see, newest let's, one. Let's see what it is. Let's Whatever it is. Let's read it. All right, hold on a second. We'll have, uh, we'll have Media Nerds Book Club. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. So anybody else who wants to join us, StephenKing.com. By the way, he says that new TV series. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, with the vampires is like the scariest thing on television. That Nosferatu? That one or the other one? Nosferatu. No, Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is good. His son wrote it, though. Didn't he? I think it's his son's Yeah, book. that's right. His son wrote it. So yeah, he's yeah. biased. Yeah, it's biased. So there's one but called it the, is good. I, I watched two episodes. There's one called The Institute episodes. that's coming out on September 19th. Let's not let's not wait for that. What's the one before that? I don't know. Well, we'll look it up. Let's look it up. Bibliography. Did you watch Castle Rock? No. Novels. I'm looking it up. What does it say? Well, the la- oh geez, he hasn't written any for a while. What? La- the last novel he wrote. Oh, but don't was- forget he has the nom de plume that he writes under. Richard Bachman. I don't think he does that anymore. Uh, I think he does. does I think he? from time to time. I think he did recently, if I'm not mistaken. See, I should know more about this. I kind of just stopped paying attention to it. Well, that's a collection. Oh, the Institute. Okay, no, here we go. I was looking at the wrong one. Uh, the Outsider. Uh, the Outsider is the first novel in the Holly Gibney series. Hmm. Published last year, May 22nd of last year. Elevation is another one published... Um, it's uh let's see here. In Castle Rock, Maine, Scott Carey faces a mysterious illness which causes bizarre effects on his body and makes him rapidly lose weight. Even if he appears healthy on the outside while battling this disease with his trusted doctor, he also tries fixing a dire situation involving a lesbian couple trying to open a restaurant surrounded by a disapproving public. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Let's look at the other one. The Outsider. By the way, that was the original translation of the Camus novel, which is now called The Stranger. When I read it, it was <laughs> okay. called The Outsider. So oh, part of me th- wonders if Stephen King, uh, now that the title has changed, the translations changed the title. I've never seen that before. So maybe he's making a comment on that. This is a poli- The novel begins like a police procedural, but shifts into a horror novel towards the end. Oh, cool. That sounds good. All right, let's read that one. What's it called? The Outsider? The, uh, the Outsider. All right. Okay, so there you go. That's on our reading list. Okay. Um, any uh, podcasts or audio songs, albums, anything like that? Oh, my God. So many. I don't even know where to start. There's tons. There's just, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. And, and I've been buying I've been buying some uh, back catalog, too. Okay. Like, I buy, I'm still buying my CDs. It's my last year buying CDs. Is, so you I'm, made that decision? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, I, you know, but there's stuff that you cannot download. And so I'm still picking up some of that stuff. Um, so I found like I'm, I'm sort of filling in the blanks of 
artists I don't know anything about. So I've got my Rolling Stone record guide and anything with five stars, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm writing it down. So I just bought, um, so stuff like the, the Ink Spots. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Ink Spots. So I bought their anthology, Curtis Mayf- Best of Curtis Mayfield. Um, you know, some of that stuff. Oh, Damn Yankees uh, with Gwen Verdon. I found the soundtrack the other day. I'm like, that, that's great. So I'm sort of like piecing together this back catalog while listening to new releases as well. So there's so much. There's so much out right now. I um, mean, I don't even know where to start. You know? uh, what about, and you're, cause you're seeing Keith for Sutherland in concerts. Yep. Uh, any other concerts you're going to this summer? Probably. You don't know. I don't know. Okay. There's so much. There's so much. When was Morrissey rescheduled for? Uh, October. Okay. And, and I still don't think he's going to come. I still have a bad feeling. <laughs> oh, and it's the same, now it's the same night as Little Steven. So believe it or not, I bought tickets to both. Yeah. And so either I'm going to go between them or I'm going to, or if Morrissey will cancel. And I think there's a decent chance. I'd say, Why? I, I Why do you think it, he cancels? He cancels lots of concerts. Why? I, he just does. Okay. Medical, whatever. I don't okay. know. Interesting. Yeah. At least he does it before people are in the arena. Right. Like, unlike Cher. I'm oh, sure. and of course, Margaret Atwood is coming here. Right. That's in the fall. To yeah. read The Handmaid's Tale sequel. Well... <laughs> Okay. To read from it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that, about her writing a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale? Well, the time is right. I know, but like for years and years, this movie, this novel existed without a sequel. She never felt the need to write one. And then all of a sudden, there's a successful TV show based on it. And now she has to write more source material for them to work I don't, with. I don't see it that way. Is it going to follow the like the season two Who knows? arc? I don't um, know. Uh, I've not actually watched more than season one. I have not watched... Uh, and the new season just came out, by the way. The yeah. Are you going to watch season three of The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, okay. I, start, I still like it. There's definitely, um, and in fact, in season three, they almost call themselves out for something that happened in season two. Okay. Um, and I think anybody who watched that show might have been frustrated with something that happened in season two. But it's generally a good season with maybe a bad decision. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, like not like not based on Oh, you watched it already? You watched all of season three? No, okay. I've only watched the first two episodes, okay. but they but they appear to be kind of addressing something that maybe wasn't everybody's liking. That's all I'll say. Okay, that's all I'll say because I because I because I loved season two. Maybe not the last episode. Okay, maybe not. Maybe that was a maybe they made a they 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 made a decision that maybe didn't ring true for people. Let's just say that. Okay, I don't want to give away anything. All right. Well, I'm going to watch. It's still great. It is. I still love it. I love the tone, and you can't go wrong um, with the actors. They're fantastic. Yes. So um, I'm 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 going to keep going. I have no idea if the book is going to follow that trajectory or not. Yeah, but she is coming here too. I've read a lot of Margaret Atwood books over the years. Yeah. Even the even ones. That I didn't think I was interested in because my mom bought them or whatever. And I was like, here, here's a book. And handed it to me. I was like, okay. She's a very good writer. Yeah, and I read it. And I was that like, she's oh. an amazing writer. And yeah. She comes up with great stories. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, we're going to meet our Margaret Atwood in the fall. We're um, going to do it. Or at least get her to Maybe she'll come sign to the college. Maybe. We do uh, We do a thing with the festival, the yeah. Air Festival. That possible. She, we could probably work that out. I raised it at a meeting and everybody laughed. Yeah. Like it would never happen. <laughs> never. You never know unless you Now try. I have to prove it well. Exactly. Now I have to make it happen. Make her come in and speak yeah. to her students. Bring her into FanQuest. That's it. That's what I thought of, actually. I'm yeah. like, oh, the timing doesn't work out. Yeah. But um, let's leave it at that then and move on to our recommendations for the week because we are kind of running up against the uh, time oh, yeah. clock here. Uh, so, again, we've just spent a little while talking about what we want to watch, but let's talk about what we have watched or consumed in the last little while. You can go first. Well, as I said to you before the podcast – I've been uh, watching. There's two shows that appealed to me on CBC Gem app. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is a nightmare app in which you can pay $4.99 a month and see everything commercial free. 
or watch the same commercial over and over and over yeah. and over. It reminds me of the uh, what was the one Crackle? Remember Crackle? Oh that, my god! Well, it was the exact same thing where they nobody was this buying. This is worse. Is it? Gem is worse. Okay. Because they they insert them into bad places into the shows. They're not even properly timed. It's like, hey, how's it go? Commercial. Ing after the commercial. Uh, Crackle did that a little bit too. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't perfect, yeah. but this is worse. Okay. And it's the same bloody from the province of Manitoba. Because nobody else is buying advertising on that platform, it so they can only is, run the same ad over and over and over again. It is a crime against humanity, like even like whether or not you're paying or whatever. But the good news is the two shows on there, I, I watched one episode of Das Boot, which, uh-huh. is, which is German for The Boat. And, uh, and I thought it was uh, Das Boot. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they say boat. I think it's pronounced boat in German, but even though it's spelled boot. Okay. So I remember uh, the movie. I saw the movie. Yeah, and uh, Pete from Mad Men is in it. Okay. Though not in the first episode, but he's on the poster, so it's not a spoiler, I don't think. What is this a um, based on the same story, or what is it? Um, it is based on the novel that the movie was based oh, on. Oh, okay. And so it's a f- more fleshed out story. The first episode is excellent. It is a multi-country production. So you have English, German, French, and God knows what else. And it's almost jarring. They sort of go back and forth in different languages. It's kind of cool. Um, so I watched one episode. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to see more of these. There's some cool special effects. And it's like, uh, you know, it's a pr- – I love submarine movies. Reminded me a little bit of Chernobyl, to tell you the oh, truth, cool. watching Very it. Oh, cool. cool. Um, but the one that um, I really want to give a shout-out to is Pen15, which – have you heard of it? No. Okay. Oh, Pen- uh, it looks like the word penis. Right. Though. Yeah. And I, when I saw it, I was like, who are they fooling? <laughs> the show's called Penis. Well, that's the joke, right? Right, and that, that is the joke. They're in on the joke, but it's um, two women, Maya and Anna, are their names on the show. And their real names, uh, but not their last names are different on the show than in real life. They're in their 30s, and the show is them reenacting things that happened to them in high school, but, but not self-knowing. Like, we don't know that. You only That's the backstory behind the show. So the show is kind of them in high school. And it is friggin' funny, and it gets it gets funnier and funnier as it goes along. And there are some scenes of just pure embarrassment where you're just like hiding your face because you remember what grade seven was like. Yeah, okay. and and um and it's just a, it's delightful. I wish I could watch it without commercials. Um, I probably should have recorded it when it was on you just CBC. Pay the, the four ninety nine. I but the thing is, I subscribe to CBC. I subscribe just because I missed it when I was originally broadcast, and they don't put it on demand. So I'm held hostage by CBC Gem. Well, what, what's ridiculous about it is that CBC is a government-funded media agency, so they really don't need to have advertising. They are funded by Canadian taxpayers. Right. They've they always have had advertising on the TV side of it. I'm not sure why they they were allowed to do that as opposed to the radio side. Although I think they do have advertising on the radio too. I haven't listened in a while. I haven't. Um, but certainly Radio One, the main kind of uh, radio station, it, is no commercials. It's all just talk. It's like P, P, um, PBS. N- it's like NPR. Sorry, NPR. Yeah. So um, there's that. So, that is, But it's weird for like PBS doesn't have ads, right? They have their little little radio th- or TV thons where they say give you, you know, donate to for the station, but they don't actually have straight up advertising. So this shouldn't either, is my feeling about it. And I think the CBC, I said this years ago, the CBC is missing a huge opportunity. They need to put all of their old shows on that app. All of their old classic CBC shows from when we were kids. There's some, I think. Like Beachcombers, um, uh, Danger Bay, Degrassi. Uh, all these shows that I watched when I was a kid, I would love to see those again. Some of those may be on there. I haven't really given okay. it the full 
the full look-see. But, I mean, no, no one would complain if you see an ad at the beginning or and one in the middle. But the problem is it's like four times throughout a show, and it's multiple, and it's the same ones. See, the, the problem is there's no human involvement there. That's all an Programmatic, algorithm. Programmatic, yeah. um, One thing I've noticed about YouTube uh, in the last little while is that YouTube is now uh, running multiple ads. They're, it's so funny how, how quickly YouTube is becoming television because now they're doing multiple ads. So when you see it says skip ad or skip ads, so it'll show more than one ad in a row during a during a pre-roll. But there's also moments at which they will run. And you can see it in the timeline. You can see a little mark on the timeline when they're going to get to the ad. That's right. Right? But I'm positive that they're giving that control to the YouTubers. So they're saying, okay, where do you want to place your ads? They're giving them control over how many ads they want to place. Some place one at the beginning. Some place one at the beginning and end. Some, some do at the middle. Some load up on them. I um. Um, my, my kid likes a, a channel called Chad Wild Clay, who's very annoying, but it's kind of like, I call it a soap opera for kids because it's very much not real, but they present it as though it's real. It's like, mm-hmm. just watch one episode and you'll see what I'm talking about. And they just load, I think the maximum was six ad breaks and they load up a 20, 20 minute, uh, YouTube episode with six ad breaks mm. and it's very annoying. And they, yeah. so they, in those cases, it's very jarring and abrupt, but when it's done well, they can actually pick a pause and put the break there, and they actually plan the video out that way as well. They plan the video for commercial breaks, which is you know what they used to do for TV. Now right. they're not, so right. it's interesting that that whole evolution of YouTube. Yeah. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be a Netflix film that I watched last night, and I was kind of surprised. It popped up in my recommendations. Here's a new movie for you. It's a sci-fi movie called I Am Mother, and uh, it's it's kind of a bottle movie, so that in that most of it is shot in one location and one set, so to speak, in the in the film. Um, it's got a pretty big name that I'm not going to say because she's not in the credit. She's not in the title credits. And I think it's supposed to be surprised that she's in mm-hmm. it. So I'm not going to say who it is. But there is a um, the, the, the premise of the story is that there's been some sort of apocalypse. Humanity is dying. And there's this like center for repopulation where they're, gro- they're going to grow babies to repopulate the earth. That's kind of the premise. So this robot mother wakes up in the middle of the all you can see is the building shaking something's happening outside like nuclear war or whatever you never really find out what it is and then uh she wakes up and then she she takes a baby a fetus a frozen fetus out of a out of a test tube puts it into the thing and then grows a baby and then the baby is born and it grows up as a girl in the in this environment and it's just about this girl who's raised by a robot hmm. that's that's the premise and then another human being comes into the into the picture and then it's about that dynamic between the robot and the and the other human being and all this. But it turned out to be really good and really really effective. Um, the robot itself is actually a person in a costume. I didn't. I looked it up afterwards to find out. And it, but it looks very. It's kind of like. It's a little bit like it's a little bit Chappie esque, as you say. You know, you remember Chappie that yeah, the movie. It's I like kind of, kind of like that. But I think Chappie was. CGI. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, this is not. This is a person in a costume, and it mm. looks very good. Like oh. the, the the robot looks excellent. The practical effects are really good. There is some CGI later on that you can tell is CGI. So I'm glad they went with like mostly practical for the whole film. But it was fun. It was interesting to watch. Um, it kept me engaged. You know, these these Netflix movies seem to be kind of hit or miss with these original uh, productions. So definitely, if you're looking for something a little sci-fi, a little post-apocalyptic. Uh, Check out I Am Mother on, cool. uh, on Netflix. I will do so. That's, uh, that's a pretty My voice just cracked. That uh-huh. must mean it's the end of the podcast. It is the end of the uh-huh. podcast. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Hold up. 